What is up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Fat Pratt Chat. I am John. I'll be your host as usual today. And today the topic is two simple things that will guarantee you move towards your fat loss goals or something like that. I actually don't know the actual title at the time of recording this. It's going to be something pretty similar to that. But two simple things that you can do for 30 days that are going to move you towards your fat loss goals guaranteed. All right, we'll get into that in the episode very shortly. The one thing I want to uh, do a side note for is I'm not sure what direction to bring this podcast in. I don't really know. You know, I haven't had a lot of feedback other than a few people on the floor here or there. So without like enough information, I'm struggling to figure out what type of content would be better for you all. You know, the time being between 20 and 30 minutes, is that short enough? Uh, When we go shorter, it seems like people say they want a little more of a deep dive. And now in the first place, we started this podcast as something to build some value for our members, to give you some behind the scenes of our business. We understand people might be out there listening. um, And if you're one of them, thank you very much who are not our members. And we super appreciate you being here. So we're trying to figure out what direction. Do we we target people who maybe are not our members and our members can share that with them? Do we just continue to build value to our members, which I think is probably where we're we're airing on that side? So I got to put another survey out there. So there'll be a survey in the show notes. I would super appreciate it if you guys click that survey and take it. I'm going to make it so you can get that survey done in less than 45 seconds. Uh, I want it to be very simple, straightforward, and to the point. And the two main things I'm, I'm thinking of, which let me know if you're interested in this in the survey, is should we have guests on the podcast? Should I bring some people in who are professionals in the field or related to this field? So it's not just me and James for the most part. Um, that's number one. And number two, should we try to experiment with some calling in live? I think that would be super fun for any of our members or really anybody for that matter to call in while we're doing the podcast and to have us answer questions live that maybe some other people have similar questions. So I think they'd be super fun, both of those topics. But if I get enough people saying, you know what, they're really not interested. I just want you and James to tell us more about these three topics then we're going to go that way. So it's really whatever you guys want. So click that um, link in the show notes. Please fill out that survey. It's going to help us make this podcast better. And let's get into today's episode now. Thank you, guys. Fat Pratt. All right, we're here with episode guess what number? 30. 30. Almost as old as we are. <laughs> the podcast is almost as old as me and James. Yeah. But we are very close to that number, so don't get it twisted. So last week... Last week I started with an overrated in fireworks and it was it was because it was the day before it was July fourth, you know, and the whole ordeal to get to go see the fireworks and then wonder why you just stood there for thirty minutes to watch this happen. Yeah, and by the way, I haven't that episode hasn't come out yet. It's coming out tomorrow morning. I feel like you're gonna have a lot of hate text messages and a lot of uh, mean mugs on the floor. I'm ready. I'm ready for it. And either way, uh, anytime you say something's overrated, you sound negative. So today I have some underrateds. And I have two of them. Two underrated, and one of them we haven't gotten to talk about. Because one of them better be our members of the gym. <laughs> well, close. Did they make the top two? Close. They, they didn't close. Make the top two. So the first one is the entire cornhole event. Mm. That day was it? Have, have we talked about this at all on the podcast? We we only talked about it briefly after cornhole, like right after cornhole, but we haven't really let our feelings out about it. Yeah. So I just want to say this: if you miss cornhole this year, you have to be there next year. Have to. It was an absolute blast, and I'm not biased. I'm not trying to sell you on being there. The food was amazing. There was a bartender that was phenomenal. Like nobody had an empty drink. The second you wanted a drink, you had one. The cornhole tournament was awesome. Um, James made it to the finals 
and lost, which made everybody happy. <laughs> so, like, just so many cool things happen at Cornhole. It's mandatory to come next year. It is completely underrated. I don't hear enough people talking about how awesome it was, uh, but I feel like ever since Cornhole, everybody should be in the gym. Every time they walk in, they should say, hey, you guys remember Cornhole a couple weeks ago? That was awesome. <laughs> we say that every week for 52 weeks that, in a row. That's how we start every <laughs> team meeting going forward. Hey, you guys remember Cornhole? That was awesome. And uh, partially underrated because of the amount of work the staff put in to put that whole thing together. The food that they ordered, uh, the bartender, the music, everything that you guys did to help set up, you guys killed it. I fully agree it's underrated. I, I can't think of any cornhole type event that comes close. Like, is there any is there any cornhole anywhere else that is so hyped up like this? And not only is just cornhole, but also has all the other things that we had. So next year, I think we make it a Woodstock. It's like, it's like a hardcore concert. How does that? Like, yeah. How do we do that? And we get like ten thousand people here. Like, and sign up a bunch of live bands. Yeah, and we do a free workout. Camp out in the back. Yeah. Or we, or we make you instead of paying for your drinks, which the drinks were free, by the way. Like nobody paid for their drinks, but maybe you pay an exercise. Like, oh, you want a margarita? That's fifteen push-ups. Oh yeah, we bring the rowers and bikes outside. Twenty calories because push-ups. People are going to do half reps, clearly. How are we going to judge the half rep? Good Angry point. people. So we just say, yeah. you know. You get half a drink. Calories on the, <laughs> <laughs> calories on the rower, ski, or bike. Eh, it, the pour that you get is equivalent to the form on this exercise. True. All of a sudden, everybody's form gets perfect <laughs> when the pour is at stake. Also, underrated. To be positive, underrated. Last 12 months, new staff additions. Yeah, and, uh, they're flying under the radar. They're 100%. not getting the credit they deserve. 100%. And it starts with, I'm going to start with Gina, because I've been listening to Gina cue people on the floor and coach people, and the progress she's made in the last 12 months. This is how I thought of this, because Gina just hit a year of oh, working really? here. And in the last year, I'm like, man, when we were, when we, when Gina was interning here and then we hired her, we kept saying, like, potential, potential, potential. Like, she's super young. She's smarter than any of us when we were that age. And, like, if we just do our due diligence of training her appropriately, she's going to be unreal. And recently, like, now we're coming to the year mark, I'm like, wow, if I think back to how much better she's gotten last year from a coaching standpoint, phenomenal. So Gina, number one. Jamie has been, like, a star from day one, being that he's been somewhat in the industry for the past decade and is naturally, like, the nicest person in the world. So even if he was a horrible trainer, he'd probably be good for the staff because he's so nice and offsets the rest of us. <laughs> and then Anna, who changed careers, similar to you, uh, didn't know a ton about the industry, but said, I'm really interested in working out. I really like it. It seems like you guys have a cool thing going on here. What can I do to be part of it? And then she interned, got hired, right type of person. And has gotten significantly better over the last three months. We talked about this at her end of the quarter meeting recently. But she's done absolutely phenomenal in the last three months. And uh, what's interesting is every time we have a conversation about this, like she takes me through her thought process of these circumstances. Because we'll have like a circumstance talk of what happened this week. And she's always the first one to bring up like, all right, this happened. And I was thinking this, 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 this. And I was like, that's literally perfect. Like, your thought process is literally perfect to solve every problem. The only time she ever gets in trouble is when she deviates from what she thinks she should do. I was like, 
what you said you wanted to do, you should have done because you would have handled that situation perfectly of having too many members on you at once or like dealing with a client complaint or having a valid response to exercise technique that somebody else brought up. So those three have been absolutely phenomenal and not to be left under the radar. Uh, our setup people, Woody, Lex, Diane, Daryl, Carolina. Am I missing anybody? I feel like we are. Hang on, hang on. That that was Woody, Lex, Diane, Daryl, Carolina. Why do I feel like we're leaving somebody out? I don't know. But if I'm we're scared. if we're leaving somebody out, it's because they're so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> not because we forgot about them, because they're not amazing. Uh, but watching watching them, like I was uh, I was watching Woody yesterday, going around like fist bumping and everybody saying hi to like Woody. Like it's so cool to see like like the kid who's there at 5 a.m. before school over the last year. Yeah. He'll come in and just work from 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. to make an extra hour of pay. And then he leaves, comes back later that night and works some more. Mm -hmm. And he's fist bumping everybody, having conversations. And he has a relationship with all of our members. And none of the members are like, oh, you know, you're beneath me. Like, clean up my weights or set me up. Or why doesn't this person do their job? Like, everyone, like, gets along really well. Fist bumps to, like, Woody, the 18-year-old out there, like, working his butt off. Lex comes back from college. She wants to be back in and start working. So, uh, you know, I think it's just really cool, the whole dynamic of uh, one – the whole, the whole system of training that we have, but then the eight additions over the last 12 months that we sometimes overlook and realize that like they've made a huge difference in what we're capable of as a business. So this is actually really important. So, you know, we started the podcast to uh, give some insight into how the business runs to our members. That was one of the reasons we started the podcast. So we're a little behind the scenes right now. So for those of you who don't know, uh, Gina, Jamie, and Anna are our newest coaches. If you haven't caught that, you can go back, listen to the episodes uh, with their names attached to them about five, four episodes ago. Uh, you'll find those. And then the, um, the setup people that we just named, uh, we started that position out of like a necessity coming out of COVID. I don't think anybody really knows mm. why that happened. And yeah. I don't think actually a lot of our members understand that most of them are paid. And like this is a service that we're delivering to members that we thought was so valuable when we started. Because if you back up and you're an OG member, mm. you remember back in the day, we used to start and the trainer would send you away and you had to get your own stuff. They'd tell you what to do and what to get and what to do with it. And when COVID happened, we needed to get people in and out faster because we had limited capacity per hour. So it brought about the necessity of the trainer getting stuff ready ahead of time we were running like I remember, you know, having those first sessions that we were doing. We were running like as a single trainer on the floor with all the people running around, dropping equipment, throwing equipment in places and getting people to do it because, so they could be out on time in what we say, 50, 55 minutes. We yep. shortened it so yep. there'd be no crossover. So we were like, man, it'd be really nice if we had a designated person to set up. Yeah. Who was the first one? Well, the one that stands out is Callum because before that we had interns do it, but they weren't really invested because they were accumulating intern hours and they were unpaid. Yeah. But Callum was the first paid one and he was a boss. Yep. yep. He, he set had, up he had everybody. A, he had a point to prove. Oh, uh, he, he was killing it. He would set up like, yeah, give me four people. He would take all the equipment of four people, go set it up. He was killing it. And then we were like, Tommy that's was the doing standard. it too at the same time. And yeah. They, and Tommy yeah. was good like that too. So they would be in a competition. I'd play off that. And uh, Callum would wow. hear me giving exercise to somebody before Callum even got over for me to tell him. He'd be on his way running. Tommy would ask me, I'm like, you are 10 seconds behind yep. Callum, Tommy. Oh, He'd be great. pissed off every time. That's great. That's great. Wow. So so we've, we've when, when that happened, he sort of set the standard. 
of like, this is worth paying somebody for because it takes the pressure off the trainer. Now the trainer can explain things more clearly and slower to people who need that. And they can coach more rather than just be stuck getting stuff set up. So it's not perfect. We don't have every single hour filled. There's still times when trainers have to get stuff themselves. But by and large, most of the time we have somebody like Woody who set the new standard now mm. by showing up at 5 a.m. as a That's high right. schooler, before school, like yep. James said, working his butt off all morning. And uh, he's been called a wizard by most people because what he'll do is, like, he'll watch. He's, he's pretty quiet, but he's getting to know people. He'll just scan the room constantly, waiting for somebody to be done, and he'll literally run over. And while that person is, like, getting a drink of water, he'll strip the bar out, put it away, and they'll turn around, and it's gone. Well, so Woody not only sets up, but he cleans up, which is above and beyond. Well, what you don't know about Woody is he has one of those owl heads that rotates 360. <laughs> so he just stands in the middle of the field and just turns his head all the way around. And as soon as he sees somebody, he's on it. He uses his owl uh, wings and he flies. <laughs> and yeah, and to be here by 5 o'clock, Woody's here at 445. And he was a senior in high school. Yeah. So, like, I still do have those moments every once in a while where someone's like, yeah, I'm busy. I can't make it to the gym. And I'm definitely not coming at 5. Uh, you know, it's just so hard not to mention that Woody's doing it as an 18-year-old in high school. Just to let you know, you know, you actually can. You just got to want it bad enough. <laughs> so, cool. Shout out to all the setup people. They're killing it right now. We have, like, the best crew of setup people we've ever had, which is uh, helping our product become better as the trainers can do more training, more explaining to people, uh, more coaching, more cueing, and less worrying about getting equipment set up properly. And then tear down like that. By the way, just so you know, their job is to set up when they clean up. That's above and beyond. You know, that's what that's what we've always told them. Primary job. What they're paid for is to set people up. We really, really want people to be set up at a time. We really try to not have anybody arrive to a spot without equipment there. But if possible, clean up. So one day will be the gym where you don't have to set up or clean up anything. I don't know how far away that is, but how nice would that be? Your trap bar is waiting for you, ready to go with the warm-up weight on it. You have two assistants loading the bar <laughs> as you do your warm-up sets. It's a pit crew. <laughs> a pit crew. It's a PPS pit crew. Just and then when you're done, you drop the bar, you walk away, and that's yeah. it. They and wipe you, it down, they clean it up. They <laughs> and you hit the timer, and you time how long it takes them to put it away. Yeah. Next week, we're going back to overrated. So, yeah, this was nice, warm, and fuzzy. And legitimately, like, I, I wanted to talk about how awesome Cornhole was. And how awesome of a job the staff's been doing. And most notably, this is top of mind because we're having our end of quarter reviews and everyone's grading each other. And just looking at some of the grades that the staff has accumulated over the last three months uh, with the staff grading the staff. It just goes to show how far along some people have come and then how high the standard uh, has gotten to and stays at with the performance of the staff that has been here for a long time. So great job across the board. Uh, and it shows with the when you have to hire eight people in 12 months, it shows that some things are happening that are good. So let's hire another eight in the next 12 months. Let's Why go. Not? Yeah. All right. So let's move on. We're, we're blowing through the time here. But we have a, a great short topic for you guys today. We're not going to be long-winded, we promise. We'll Want to introduce our topic? We'll see. <laughs> uh, our topic. Oh, yeah. Our topic is the two easy things that we could do to almost guarantee – that you will reach your fat loss goals. Two things, just two. All you gotta do is do them. You don't have to think about anything else. Are they really easy though? Are they easy? Why don't Sim more people do them if they're so easy? Simple. Simple. But not easy. Mm, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that that's like, uh, I think that's a movement that we've been trying to have, like even as a business. It's like, what do we think of as the 
easiest things that we could do to make the biggest difference in our client experience uh, and in our business as a whole, in the whole sales process, marketing process, the training system, all that stuff. So same thing applies here. What are the two things? Like we're to say, what are two things that we could do? And let's arbitrarily say that we're gonna do it for 30 days. Two things for 30 straight days that almost guarantees that I'll have success because I will have put enough effort and enough pressure on myself to actually succeed. Jeez, what what would they be? Freaking killing I know, yeah. What would you How much get? longer are we going to let this what go on What would you guess? For? Do you know? Do you know? I know. It. Yeah, oh, I know. Uh, we, uh, we did talk about this before the podcast. <laughs> yeah. So two things. Let's start with number one. Why not? First one, and you may have heard this before if you've ever listened to the Prop Performance Podcast or if you've ever consulted with Lauren Dunn, nutrition. And the first one is write everything down that you are eating. Now, hang on, because I I guarantee people are rolling their eyes. They're going for the stop button on the podcast right now. They're like, no way. This is dumb. Guys, it's really true. Do you know how many times I've recommended somebody do that and how few times they've actually done it? But the people who have done it every single time have come back and said, oh, my goodness, I'm so glad I did that. I had no idea what I was actually eating. I thought I was eating so much better. So if you actually do this, it will create a difference. So the people who are probably like, oh, that's too easy. They probably haven't done it yet. Yeah. And uh, I think what happens is we sometimes make the decision that we're only going to write down the things that we are proud of. Or remember, or only remember the things that you're proud of. Because mm. that is by far true with mm. myself even. Even myself will forget things that I'm not proud of doing throughout the week as far as eating and will remember the things that I did that I am proud of. It's yeah. just true. 100%. But if you ask, you know who's really good at this is Kyle. It's like Kyle is really good at like when you ask him about something and there's a negative attached to his response, he throws three positives on top. And we'll speak to this metaphorically in a food log scenario. Kyle, did you eat that whole bag of chips? Yeah, but I had egg whites this morning and uh, no, I had gotta, my vegetables slow down, at lunch. You gotta slow down your talking a little bit because Kyle does not talk that fast. <laughs> <laughs> that was way too bad. Can you do your Kyle I thought, impression? I thought you were giving me legitimate podcast advice. Like, hey, listen, like we're gonna stay on the air, <laughs> but you need to slow down because people are gonna start tuning out. No, I think people are very confused at your, uh, at, um, yeah. your impression of Kyle right now. So, uh, there it is. <laughs> So, yeah, I yeah, I ate the bag of chips, but I had egg whites in the morning, and then I had a protein shake for lunch, and then I had vegetables at dinner. <laughs> Did you have anything else that was really bad today, Kyle? Uh, listen. You got to throw <laughs> like, a listen in there. Head drops a little bit. Puppy dog eyes a little bit. And it's like, uh, yeah, I had like two pounds of ice cream at night. <laughs> but like, his, his voice gets real loud. <laughs> but the uh, and we make fun of him to his face like this, guys. Don't worry, He's all the nothing time. new, all nothing the time. new. We're not being and uh, the, sort the, of. the point is what I like. What I love about Kyle is like any time that you have to have a conversation with him about anything that's going on that's negative, he instantly wants to like combat that with positives, which is a, a great thing because I don't think you and I are the same. We're like. Let's stop talking about positive things and let's focus on this issue and let's not talk about anything else until this is resolved. Whereas Kyle will deflect negatives and show positives. <laughs> Relentlessly. <laughs> and test the waters of the positivity. <laughs> Inside joke, test the waters. So the, uh, 
So first thing, like write things down. And the point of that whole rant was that make sure you're not just writing down the things that you're proud of and only writing down the positives. Write down everything because this is information gathering. This isn't the time to judge yet. This is just information gathering. And then one of two things happen, like John said already. One is you're going to be you're going to be really surprised as to how many calories you're probably having in comparison to, to how many you thought you were. Or two, the second thing, which I'll get into when we talk about uh, the number two thing, is that we might just decide to ignore certain things and not write it down. And that will bring us to point number two. And this, is, this one's a little controversial, would you say? Of course, yeah. Super. Probably more, more controversial than number one. More yeah, controversial, absolutely. more controversial than the Janet Jackson Super Bowl performance. Uh, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> so number two is weigh yourself every day. Now, mm, some I people just cringe. To uh, totally, because a lot of people don't want to get on it and face the music, and I totally understand that. But if we're talking about two things that you could do to essentially guarantee that you succeed, because it puts enough pressure on you to probably behave appropriately to get to the goals that you said that you wanted. You probably have to step on the scale every day and see what the scale is saying. And then I think the same principle applies for the food log is that step on the scale, not to judge yourself every day or to get upset at yourself, to gather information. It's tough for people. So looking back to Summer Shred, this was one of the top thing, if not the top thing I told my team, like, hey, look, this is we're in it together. And one thing that we're all going to do is weigh ourselves every single day. Now, if somebody had an extreme freak out moment, I was going to go have a personal conversation with them to figure out a way maybe around this, whatever, because that's, that's my job as a summer shred coach. But uh, one of the biggest things that has a, the biggest impact on losing weight is just knowing what your weight is. The problem is people see the pound increase here or there, which we'll, we've talked about before in the podcast, the fluctuations, and it just really freaks them out. So we're saying you need to get over that for a period of time unfortunately, and weigh yourself every day. There's a high correlation between people who achieve their goals, who weigh themselves every day and who do not weigh themselves every day. 100%. They've done research on this and it works every time. So 60% of the time. (laughs) Every time. Every time. (laughs) (laughs) And and there's one thing that's important is that I, I say 30 days because I think it's important to test your capability of doing it for that long because along the way, you're probably going to do something that makes you not want to either log the food or step on the scale, but you have to do it anyway because you're gathering information. And the, I don't want to say punishment, but at least knowing that, you know, if I go crazy on a Friday night and I weigh myself on a Saturday, uh, some of that's water weight. It's not like true absolute weight that I'm stuck at, but like I'm three or four pounds heavier than yesterday. And one, you'll realize that that's kind of a normal response. So you don't have to freak out over a three pound weight gain overnight. Uh, and two, you realize that like, hmm, I, I definitely ate way more than I usually do. And this is good information to have. But over the course of those 30 days, no matter what happens, good or bad, you still step on the scale and you still write your food down. And I can almost guarantee, would you guarantee? I, I'd guarantee if you wrote down every single thing you ate and stepped on the scale every single morning, that you would go clo- get closer to your goals. I agree. I, I, we can actually guarantee that. The thing we cannot guarantee. John's is willing that to put a gonna... million dollars on it. <laughs> One million dollars if you weigh yourself and and log food and you gain weight. <laughs> Let's go. Who's got me? Who's got me? I'll bet it. So, 
The thing we can't guarantee is that you're actually going to do it. Mm. And I think that's where the guarantee would fall apart. If you actually do this for 30 days, you write down every single thing you eat. And we're not even asking you to track calories yet. We're just asking you to write down what you're eating right, and drinking if it, if it contains calories. It's not water. And you weigh yourself every day. You're going to make changes. You will because you'll have so much information and you'll be, it'll be so top of mind. You won't forget about it. So wait a second. You're not even making them lift weights? You're not even making them drink water. You're not even making them take 10,000 steps just a day. You're just making things. them do, wow. Yeah. And he guaranteed it? <laughs> this is better than an infomercial. <laughs> Maybe this is an infomercial. <laughs> We're in the middle of one right now. So, uh, and this comes from, and we'll talk about this more in a couple of weeks on a podcast, but over the last 90 days, I think this morning was day number 90. I've weighed myself every single morning just to just to do exactly what I'm saying right now. It's like, how much am I gonna change my behavior if I actually weigh myself every day? And over the last 90, there's been a couple of days where I haven't wanted to step on the scale. I haven't wanted to face music. But I said, no, 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 uh-uh-uh. You do what you say you were gonna do and you weigh yourself for 100 straight days. Uh, I haven't done the food lock. All I've done is weigh myself. And we'll talk a little bit about the results and some of my observations of my own psyche over the last 90 days. Because I think some of you will be able to relate. Not me. <laughs> Guess how many times I've been weighing myself for. I, I'll say this. In the days that I've weighed myself, my weight's gone down to the point that I'm slightly nervous of having boy band arms like John. Mm. So basically, by, I, by, before I sound too hypocritical, I don't weigh myself every day right now. <laughs> Open, open information. Why? When you're 7% body fat. Well, I'm not that, but but exactly the point. Why? I'm really not that far from my goal. I'm pretty happy with where I am right now, body composition-wise. Um, if I want to make a significant change, I'm going to have to weigh myself. I'll have to. I did it with my summer shred crew just to be part of the crew, and I was, was losing some weight during that time, too. Um, but honestly, this goes both ways. If I'm going to try to gain muscle mass over the mm. winter, right? it's not really my focus right now. My focus is to maintain anything I have stay lean for the summer um, and keep my strength training as strong, you know, keep as, keep my strength up as strong as I can be. But if I want to put on muscle mass during the winter, I know I have to see the weight go up on the scale. So I'll actually have to be watching the weight go up as I eat food, knowing that we've talked about this before, knowing that some is going to be muscle, some is going to be body fat, and then I'll deal with the cutting of the body fat later. And at that point, when I do cut the body fat, I'll have to watch the scale again on the way down. So interesting. I, I think of the weekends, last point, but I think of the weekends as like the point of failure for both populations in that anybody who's looking to lose body fat, they seem to go off the rails from Friday afternoon till Sunday night. And then especially athletes that are trying to gain weight, it seems like once the weekend hits, they don't eat at all. It's like they wake up at like one o'clock or two o'clock on Saturday and then they go like three, four hours without eating. And I, I remember talking to athletes about like gaining weight and then I'll ask them like Monday through Sunday, like, what are you eating? And some of them are highly regimented from Monday through Thursday. And then Friday comes like, oh, I was hanging out with my friends. I didn't really eat. Mm. I woke up late, didn't eat. And then like I had like lunch. My mom made like a turkey sandwich at like two o'clock. I was like, that was the first thing you ate all day. I was like, that's funny. It's the same problem that we have with our fat loss clients. But their issue is overconsumption Friday through Sunday. Yours is underconsumption. Very weird. Hmm. Yeah. I do think it works both ways like that. I have seen athletes do that. And just because of the life they live, 
tend to sleep in like crazy um, and then tend to eat really late. And then they probably go out and play sports on the weekend as well, burning extra calories doing that. You know, depending on how old they are, they're probably doing some level of alcohol consumption, especially our college age kids on the weekend, which uh, at that age and then doing the sports may actually decrease the amount of food that they're eating because they're probably just paying for that. They're not bothered paying for food. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Whereas the rest of us, every time we drink alcohol, we yeah, automatically, exactly. eat, automatically eat more. <laughs> <laughs> so to solve both problems, parents, anything that you plan on eating from Friday to Sunday, give it to your undersized children. <laughs> this is so easy. Simple. Now that's it's not even just simple. That's straight easy. <laughs> just give it to your kids. All right. That's episode 30. 30 done. In under 27 minutes. 30 in under 30 minutes. All right. All right. We'll see you next time. Later, episode guys. 31. Peace out. All right, everybody. That is episode 30 done. Fat Pratt Chat. Now, we normally we do takeaways. The takeaways are so obvious today, right? Uh, if you haven't done this yet, or if there's one of them you haven't done, writing everything down that you eat and weighing yourself daily. I want you to do both, right? I know that's tough for some people, especially the weighing themselves part. If you're one of those people that is not where you want to be as far as body composition, what we mean by that is the way you look. Maybe you want some more muscle, a little bit less fat. I mean, that's pretty much what everybody wants, or maybe you just want less fat. Um, if you're not happy with where you are right now, write down everything you're eating. doesn't have to be the quantity. doesn't have to be the calories. Just write down the item that it is. If it's a soda, that counts as food. That counts as calories. So write down you had a soda. If it's water, don't worry about it. All right? And then weigh yourself every day and write that number down. Simply, but not easily, do that for 30 days and see if there's not a difference. Oh, and by the way, when we say uh, writing down everything you eat, you got to put the alcohol in there too. At least just put the amount of drinks. You know, if it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, if it's a Wednesday, just put down the amount of drinks that you've had. Uh, that's that is important because you'll be missing out. Maybe you're eating really well, but the amount of drinking that you're doing is actually more than you think it might be. So that could be a problem if you don't put that down there. All right. Good luck, everybody. Let's see what happens in 30 days. I'm curious to know how many people actually do this for 30 days. And by the way, if you're a Pratt Performance member and you're going to commit to doing this for 30 days, let us know so that we can check in on you and see how it's going. We can be your accountability. You're here for your workouts anyway. Let us know, any of the trainers know that you listen to the podcast, that you wanna do the two simple things, being tracking your food and weighing yourself every day, and you want us to be your accountability partners in that. We'd be happy to do that for you guys. Good luck, everybody.